Well, I have to ask this morning, have any of you had the same conversation with God that the prophet Habakkuk, isn't that a wonderful name? Uh, if I'd had opportunity to have one more son, we would have called him Habakkuk. Um, that Habakkuk had with God this morning. Habakkuk says, How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence. Violence. But you... Well, you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous accord. I don't know about you, but I've had that conversation on many occasions with God in the last couple of years. And I've had that conversation with some of you these last few years. The world, well, as we used to say, seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. But if you continue to read that short lesson for this morning, you realize that God says to Habakkuk, Hang on, because in the end, E-N-D, in the end, I win. You know, there is a book at the end of the Bible called Revelation. It's one long revelation, and it is very confusing to many, many Christians and and. There are lots of Protestant sects who seem to be able to understand all the twists and turns and flow. And if you happen to meet one of those people uh, over Thanksgiving dinner table or somewhere, sometimes you come away more confused than you were before. Well, I'm going to give you the answer to the book of Revelation. If you pick it up by the right handle, it's not that complicated it is the same answer from Almighty God that he gives to Habakkuk. For the faithful, hang on. In the end, E-N-D, in the end, I'll win. But sometimes it's tough to be living in the middle between the violence and God's win. So I want to tell you a story this morning about a monk, a simple monk. His name was Telemachus. He lived in the fourth century, so somewhere in the 300s. And during his prayers in the monastery, he felt God saying to him, Telemachus, go to Rome. That's all he heard. Go 
to Rome. Now, this was a cloistered monastery. It means he was planning to live the rest of his life in the walls of that monastery and not do much traveling. But he heard it often enough that he put his meager possessions in a sack and he set out on foot for Rome. It was a long journey. When he arrived in the city, people were thronging in the streets. He asked why all the excitement. And he was told that this was the day that the gladiators would be fighting and killing each other in the Colosseum. It was the day of the games. They had another name for it. It was the day of the circus. No clowns, just people dying in the name of the Caesar. He thought to himself, four centuries after Jesus Christ and they're still killing each other for the enjoyment of those who come to watch. He ran to the Colosseum and he heard the, the gladiators saying, Hail to Caesar! We die for Caesar! And he thought, this isn't right. He worked his way down to the front row where he should not have been. And then, sort of like a knucklehead at one of our sports games, he jumps over the rail into the arena itself. And went out to the middle of that field, that arena. And he got between two of these great big gladiators, probably 250, 300 pounds, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Here he was, just a little old monk. He got between the two. He held up his hands and said, In the name of Christ, stop. The crowd protested and began to shout, Run him through! Run him through! A gladiator came over <clears throat> and hit him in the stomach with the pommel, with the back, with the, the heel of his sword. That sent Telemachus sprawling into the sand. Telemachus got up and ran back. And again he said, In the name of Christ, stop! The crowd continued to chant, run him through. Another gladiator came over, took his sword, and plunged it through the stomach of that little monk. And he fell into the sand. He began the slow process of dying. And the sand began to turn crimson with his blood. One time, one time more, he gasped out in the name of Christ, stop. A hush came over the 80,000 people in the Colosseum. 80,000 it would seat. 
Soon, one man stood up and left. And then another. And then a few more over here. And a few more over here. And within minutes, all 80,000 had emptied out of the arena. The little monk's sacrificial death turned the hearts of the people and opened their eyes to the brutality of their conduct and the hideous aspects of their favorite vice. As he fell into the sand dying in the Colosseum, no further gladiatorial games were ever held in the Colosseum in Rome. That monk is now known as Saint Telemachus. And I, I must say that I am indebted to Father Mario for that story, that eyewitness account, because he was there. In today's gospel, we hear Jesus teach about faith and service to God. The context is a continuing dialogue between Jesus and his followers about what it means to be a disciple of his. Jesus has just finished an instruction on sin and on forgiveness. There are two related teachings that Jesus offers to his disciples when they cry out, Lord, increase our faith. The first is the familiar reminder that faith, even just a little faith, will enable the followers of Jesus to do wondrous things. Wondrous things. But this uplifting and inspiring teaching is quickly followed by a second teaching, and that is a caution about knowing one's place in God's plans. The disciples of Jesus are to understand themselves as servants to God and servants of His plans. Even when God works wonders through us, with our mustard seed-sized faith, we must not, we must not seek praise. Our, our participation in God's plans is God's grace to us. We had a chance to be co-workers with God. Think of that for a minute. Co-workers with God. That's grace, my friends. Nothing more, nothing less. When we are graced enough to cooperate with God, the work we do is nothing more than our obligation to God as faithful stewards. And yet our faith enables us to believe 
that what we have offered in service to God as His servants can be made to produce a hundredfold. Nothing more, nothing less. We are graced to be able to work with God. Amen.